next time on the Children's Hour, we revisit a show we recorded in April 2020 with one of the funniest storytellers of our time, the Grammy-winning singer, songwriter, and award-winning author, Bill Harley, who joins us in a mini-concert from his studio in Massachusetts. The kids' crew interview Bill about his work, family life, and latest projects. And Bill performs songs and tells a story for us. All of this is mixed with great music in an hour of laughter, joy, and lightness for the whole family. The Children's Hour is Kids Public Radio, produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Find out more about us and see pictures and links related to this show at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. What do they call COVID-19 the novel coronavirus? I don't know why. It's a long story. It's public radio. Tell me, won't you tell me? Tell me why it's so. Grown-ups make you hurry, then they go so slow. Tell me, won't you tell me, tell me why it's true. You always make me hurry, then I have to wait for you. I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. Standing at the door. While you talk to Aunt Louise There's nothing to do at her house Her perfume makes me sneeze You just go on talking You never say goodbye The sun comes up, the sun goes down I just want to die Oh, I don't want to wait anymore, anymore I don't want to wait anymore I don't want to wait anymore, anymore I don't want to wait anymore I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. When a grown-up says, just a minute, I have to roll my eyes. A minute's not a minute. It's an hour in disguise. If you want my attention and it seems you can't get through, you can just remember I learned it all from you. Oh, I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. No, no, no. I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to wait anymore, anymore. I don't want to wait anymore. You're listening to an encore edition of the Children's Hour that we recorded in 2020. There you go. Yay! Yay! Oh, you are tuned to the Children's Hour, and our guest today is Bill Harley. He is a Grammy-winning storyteller and musician, 
and a dear friend of the Children's Hour. Welcome back to the Children's Hour, Bill Harley. It's nice to be here. It's been a long time. I have a feeling that the last kids I sang with are probably, I don't know, maybe they have kids of their own or something. (laughs) We're past childhood for them. Well, it's great to have you back. I want to introduce everybody who's on our crew who is with us today on Zoom. I'm Katie Stone. Who's here today? Hi, it's Eli. Hi, it's Evan. Hi, it's Illuminata. Hello, I'm Isaac. Happy day, it's Maya. Hello, it's Zen. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hi, it's Lucas. Hi, it's Octavia. I'm so glad that everyone's here to be on the show with us today to hear Bill Harley. Bill Harley, you come from far away. Uh, you're We're talking now on Zoom, and you're also recording your end, so we sound pretty nice. I hope so, yeah, yeah. Where are you? So I live in uh, Massachusetts, and I live in a town called Seekonk, which is south. It's about an hour south of Boston, but it's actually very close to the state line of Rhode Island. So I actually live very close to Providence, Rhode Island. I always tell people when they don't know where it is, I said, if you were in New York City and you were driving to Cape Cod, we're the first town you get to in Massachusetts. So you can look at the map and see us there. Right now, we're in New Mexico, which is like the total opposite type of environment from where you are. Yeah, I know. You guys, There's, I know I'm familiar with it because I've, I've been to New Mexico a bunch. I'm familiar with the uh, the mountains and the desert. And uh, it's such it's so very different from where we live. We live about a half. I live about a half hour from an ocean beach. And uh, but our hill, we don't have big mountains. There's some in northern New England, which are not big, but it's mostly kind of rolling hills leading down to the ocean. Um, and it's we get a lot of rain here, at least much more than you do. Um, as a matter of fact, we got a huge rainstorm yesterday, um, just it, buckets and buckets. So everything is everything's kind of flowering now. It's kind of great to see. We've got the daffodils are blooming here. So beautiful. Those that happened for us, like a month ago. I know. I know. You guys are way ahead of us on that. Yeah. Are there any requests from Bill Harley? I know you've all heard of Bill Harley. Can you tell me some things you might know about Bill Harley? Anyone? How about you, Eli? He's funny. Uh-oh. I guess I better be funny today. You never know. <laughs> He's a storyteller, Um, and he wanted to play baseball when he was little. But what happened? Did he ever play baseball? No. I mean, he's here, but we we don't we could ask him, but why? Right. <laughs> I'll just wait. I want to find out what happened to me. Yeah, what did happen to him? I was just on his website, so... Yeah, so you saw the picture of me when I'm like four years old or three years old. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was born I was born in Ohio, so my favorite team when I was growing up was the Cincinnati Reds. So I wanted to be a second baseman for the Cincinnati Reds, but... When I got to when I got to junior high school, I was playing baseball, but I couldn't hit the curveball. <laughs> so, that's why I started to play guitar. It was either hit the curveball or play guitar. Am I correct that you have two beehives? I do. As a matter of fact, I was just um, I was just I really opened up my beehives for the first time today. They uh, the kind of rule of thumb for us around here is you can first look in your hives when the dandelions came out. And so I opened up one of the hives today. I was going to open up both of them, but I literally got a bee in my bonnet. And all of a sudden it was buzzing around and then it stung me on the neck. And so I decided I was done working with the bees for today because the bees, I got, I was in the, I was in the hive too long. Usually they don't do that, but you know, one got in there with me. And so it was not happy. Well, you have a dog. 
I do have a dog. His name is Django. Uh, we've had him for about a year now, and he's a border collie. So he loves to herd. He, he herds everything. Mostly he likes to herd frisbees and tennis balls, but he'll also try to herd us too. He'll try to shove us all into one room, you know. He's very active. I just recently read that Bill Harley also writes books. That's right, I do. I have a series of seven books about a kid named Charlie Bumpers. And it's about, and Charlie's in fourth grade. And so the, I just, the last one came out uh, last year. Uh, and I've got another book that uh, I'm, I'm editing now uh, that's going to come out next year about a 15-year-old girl um, who drives across the country by herself. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on that book. That'll come out next year. Uh, so when I'm not making up songs or performing, which I do a lot, um, I usually try to write for about an hour a day. That's one of the things I try to do. Bill, uh, I heard that you wrote a book about spadefoot toads. I did. I wrote a book. I, uh, I have a friend of mine who's a science teacher, and she took me out one night uh, in spring, actually just about this time of year, and she showed me where these uh, eastern spadefoots breed near me, and they're an endangered species around where we are. And we went out, we were out at midnight listening to these little toads. And I saw, I decided it was just this amazing experience of being out at night with a, in the middle of a rainstorm with the, the toads were calling, the American toads were calling, the American toads go, and the spring peepers going, beep, 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 beep. And the, and the spadefoots go, and so I decided I wanted to write a book about that. And it's actually about a book about a kid who, who comes to where I live from uh, Arizona and so he he moves from the desert and he moves to this town and he he finds out about these toads and uh, the land is going to get developed and uh, where the toads live and he decides he wants to save it so that's a book and it's actually um, it's in a lot of school curriculums now I know like 55,000 fifth graders in New York City read it this year so. whoa what I know what? I know See, what's the name of this book again it's called the night of the spadefoot toads Fantastic. Yeah. So you're yeah. a writer. You write songs as well. You write stories. You have stories coming up for the children's hour and songs, and you're with us for the whole hour. That's right. That's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> you're listening to the children's hour. We have with us uh in, I would say in the studio, but each in our own studios, Bill Harley. He's a Grammy-winning storyteller and musician. And Bill, what are you going to play for us? Um, so this is a song I wrote. I was, I was whining <laughs> one day, and my wife, and I said, oh, I should stop whining. And my wife said, oh, Bill, everybody's a baby about something. So I wrote that down because I like that. So this is what the song that came out of it. Okay. sister likes her butter and noodles made in their own special way if the butter doesn't melt like she likes it somebody is going to pay her bottom lip puffs out you see her start to shout she's like that there's nothing you can say cause everybody's a baby about something You can do the wham 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 part if you want to join in. Something makes everybody wham wham your part. Wham 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 wham. 
Don't say it's no big deal That's not the way it feels Everybody's a baby about something Sometime Your part Wah, wah, wah Wah, wah, wah My brother has to sit by the window Every time we go to the store He doesn't want to sit in the middle He has to sit by the door As we drive down the street He screams and kicks his feet Till you can't take it anymore Here we go Cause everybody's a baby about something Something makes everybody whine. Wah, 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 wah. Don't say it doesn't matter. It just makes him feel sadder. Everybody's a baby about something. Sometime. Your part. Wah, 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 wah. Don't tell me that the sun is shining. I don't care cause I'm busy whining Someone scratched my uncle's new pickup Someone spilled on mom's new rug My dad got stuck in the traffic My sister, my teacher lost her favorite coffee mug Grandma's, grandpa's, uncle's aunts Kids in diapers, men in pants They all whine when they get the chance Here we go Everybody's a baby about something together. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> something makes everybody whine. Wah, 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 wah. Don't say it's no big deal. That's not the way it feels. Don't say it doesn't matter. It just makes us feel better. If you felt like we do. Then you'd be whining too Everybody's a baby about something Sometime Big ending Today in the Children's Hour, we have Bill Harley. He is a storyteller who has won two Grammy Awards for Best Spoken Word Album for Children. He's received five nominations over the years. You can also find Bill Harley in the library online. He's got several books, including The Night of the Spadefoot Toads and the Charlie Bumpers series. Bill Harley has performed in more than 2,500 schools over the years. He's been on the Children's Hour before. And we wanted to have you hear a bit of what he sounds like with a full band. This is from his CD, Down in the Backpack, Mom and the Radio, right here on the Children's Hour. Yeah, Mom, I'm getting in the car. I'll be waiting. Quick, let me get in here and push this button. Maybe she won't notice. Something decent for once. Every time we got somewhere to go, my mom and I fight about the radio She wants her station, I want mine She says it's my car, tough luck, don't whine mm. DJ says these songs are solid gold But everyone they play's about a million years old One after another, I'm 
on and on and what makes it worse is my mom sings along she sings along Get her to listen to my favorite band, she says. That's just a bunch of noise that I cannot stand. She turns the radio back to where she wants it to be. Starts to sing along, way off key. My mom sings off key. Mom, please stop it. Please, I cry. Cause everybody's looking at us as we drive by. She rolls down a window. She doesn't care. I sink down in my seat like I'm not there. I wish I wasn't there. Wanna started humming some tune when he looks at me like I come from the moon. I say, what's the matter? He says, what do you mean, man? What's the matter with you? Suddenly I realized I was doing it too. Oh no, please help me. Someone, I said, my mom's dumb songs are stuck in my head. That are in my head and I'm singing. listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. 
Support for the Children's Hour is provided by the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science, announcing Chocolate, the Exhibition, a multimedia science exhibit that engages the senses and traces the evolution of chocolate from a small bitter seed to the delicacy it is today. The exhibit runs through March 2023. More info at nmnaturalhistory.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and events center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. You can purchase tickets, learn about events, play, and other opportunities, including future locations and music shows, at electricplayhouse.com. I like all of the podcasts because they help me learn a lot. I'm Brooklyn Elder from Albuquerque. Find hundreds of educational podcasts at childrenshour.org or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Look for The Children's Hour. Join the Children's Hour for a virtual field trip to Los Luceros Historic Site on Sunday, July 10th at 2 p.m. Mountain Time as part of our Brief History of the American Southwest for Kids series. We learn the story of the Spanish colonial era after the Pueblo Revolt. Listeners of all ages are invited to join us for this virtual field trip. This project is made possible thanks to the generous support of the New Mexico Humanities Council and the National Endowment for the Humanities. Learn more at childrenshour.org history. You're listening to an encore edition of the Children's Hour that we recorded in 2020. You are listening to the Children's Hour, and we are with Bill Harley, storyteller and musician in studio. We're in our studio. He's in his studio. The kids are all in their own studios at their own homes, being safe at home. Welcome back to the Children's Hour, Bill Harley. It's great to be here. Could you tell us a story? I would love to tell us tell you a story. That's my job. I, it's it's hard to believe it's my work, but this is it. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me in school. By the time I got halfway through second grade at Delaware Trail Elementary School in Indianapolis, Indiana, I had been in every room in the school except for one. I had been in all the classrooms because I was Mrs. Elliott's little messenger. I'd been to the principal's office once on a field trip. I'd even been in the girls' bathroom once on a dare. There's only one place I had never been and neither had my friends. The teacher's lounge. All the other doors at Delaware Trail Elementary School, they had those little narrow windows you could look through, right, to see them. Mm -mm, Not this one. There was no window and it was always shut. And you could never see what was going on there. We would walk by in second grade and we look up and there were just these signs up there up high above our heads. It would say, teacher's lounge, staff only. We wondered what those words meant. I had to figure out what lounge meant. Low. At first I had to sound it out, you know, long, 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 lounge, lounge. You guys, it's a lounge. Whoa. My dad sat on a lounge chair. Do they go in there and just sit on lounge chairs? But the other words were even more confusing. Staff only. Staff, what does that mean? Well, I used to go to Sunday school, and I wasn't very good at Sunday school, but they say that, you know, Moses had a staff. It was a big stick. The teachers had sticks. They were going to beat us. Or or I was. They, maybe they didn't learn to read music, and they were going there staff only. They were learning to read music. But I didn't know, and neither did my friends, until one day after recess... That day, 
on the playground, my teacher, Mrs. Elliott, my second grade teacher, she wasn't the playground monitor. It was a third grade teacher, and we were afraid of the third grade teachers. We were always afraid of the teachers in the grade above us. I don't know why they wanted that, but we always were. And so she led us in the classroom and she said, sit down. We said, okay, 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 because we were afraid, you know, because who knows what they're going to do, you know. Like I remember when I went to kindergarten and I was afraid, I was afraid and I, was, I wasn't afraid anymore. And then one day the kindergartner teacher said, don't do that. You've boys and girls, if you do that in first grade, they'll break your arms. Ah! So we were always afraid of the teacher grade ahead of us, right? So she said, sit down. So we sat down. And then she said, I'm going across the hall. I want you to be very quiet until Mrs. Elliot comes back. And so she left and we were quiet for a long time, like 45 seconds. And then we heard this, <laughs> and we looked and it was Warren, Warren Brennan sitting at his desk with his head on his desk, his hands covering his head. We thought, what's wrong, Warren? He said, <laughs> he raised his head, he said, I cut my hand. He cut his hand on the playground. And when he cut his hand, he looked around for Mrs. Elliot, but she wasn't there. It was just that third grade teacher. And if he knew if he showed it to her, she'd say, too bad. I was just going to cut it off next year anyway. So he decided to wait. Now, it wasn't a really bad cut. It was just a slice, you know. And he wiped the blood off, but then it came back. And then he wiped it off again. And it kept coming back. And he started to cry. Well. When we saw he was crying and there was blood, we knew when you see blood in the classroom, you can get out of your seats. So we surrounded him. We said, let's see you, Warren. And I said to Mike Newcomb, his dad was a doctor. I said, Mike, what do you think? And Mike said, well, if my dad says if a kid loses two pints of blood, he dies. <laughs> will die. Someone said, you're not going to die. I'm not. No, you're going to have some stitches. I don't want stitches. We tried to help him. Now, we knew what was supposed to happen, right? You get hurt in school, where do you go? The nurse's office? Yeah, the nurse's office. But none of us had ever been there before. It was like seven miles away. You had to have somebody give you permission to go to the nurse's office. And then she could give you something like a, a Band-Aid or a cough drop or an ice cube. But someone had to go find Mrs. Elliot so she could give Warren permission to go to the nurse's office. Who was going to find Mrs. Elliot? We knew right away who should go. We knew that Emily Hornacker should go because she was Emily Hornacker and we weren't. Emily always did everything right. She was always neat. She always got hundreds on her test. Whatever she did was the right thing to do. We said, Emily, go. She said, no. We said, why not? She said, you're not supposed to be in the hall without permission. We said, there's no one to give permission. She said, no, we have to wait. Said, no, no, no. And then Warren said, Ugh! and Mike said, he's lost a pint. And then someone said, Emily, what if someone goes with you? And that was when everybody looked at me. Because if someone is going to be in the hall, why not Bill? He spent half the day in the hallway anyway. Mrs. Elliot was always sending me in the hallway. Not because I was a bad student. I was a good student. I always did everything I was supposed to do. It's just that after that, I did more. Yeah. Like, it was the way I was. I, I'd get into school and I'd do work for about three or four minutes. And, Ms., and, and all of a sudden, my body would say, get up. And I'd get up and run away around. And Mrs. Elliot would say, what are you doing? I'd say, I don't know. She'd say, sit down. So I sat down. I did what I was supposed to do. But then I was up again. And Mrs. Elliot realized I couldn't stop it. And that's when I became her little messenger. 
Every time she had a message to deliver, and sometimes when she didn't, she sent me in the hallway. So I knew the whole school. Bill will go. They said, Bill. And then when he said, I don't know. And Mike, and you know, Warren started to cry. And Mike said, he's lost a pint. He's going to die. And she said, okay. I said, great. We got out the door and I started to run down the hall. And she said, stop. I said, what? She said, no running in the hall. I said, why not? She said, you might trip and hurt yourself. I said, Emily, you sound like you're 45 years old already. She said, no. So I started to walk, you know, stiff leg. She said, that's running. I said, no, my legs are straight. We walked by a classroom. She said, what if they see us? I stuck my head in the class. Hi, Miss Considine. She said, hi, Bill. Emily said, you know her? I said, yeah, I know all the teachers. She said, what about the kindergarten teachers? I said, let, Emily, that's like level one. They can't kill us anymore. We got to the office. She said, what if a grown-up sees us? I said, pretend like you go to the library and you scoot by. She said, do you do that? I said, every day. Finally, we got up to the door. Teacher's lounge staff only we were afraid to knock on the door we heard them laughing i said i wonder what they're doing in there emily said they're probably preparing for their next class i said i don't think it's that much fun but now we're getting nervous right so what if some says what are you trying to do and we say we're trying to save our classmates life so emily said knock on the door she was so bossy she was bigger than me and she was bought. All the kids, all the girls in second grade were bigger than me. So I knocked on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Nobody answered. We heard more laughing. Were they laughing at us? She said, you didn't knock loud enough. Boom, boom, boom. Knock more. Boom, 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 boom. I said, help. Warren's dying. There's blood everywhere. She said, open the door, open the door. I said, you open the door. She said, no. I said, Emily. Have you ever done anything you weren't supposed to do? She said, no, you're not supposed to. I said, well, today's your lucky day. Open up the door. She said, I can't. I said, you have to. She said, I don't like you. I said, that's okay. You've got to open up the door. And there in that moment, see, Emily had to decide what she was going to do, what she was supposed to do or what she needed to do. And they were different. And sometimes that happens. And so she knew she reached up and she grabbed that doorknob. She twisted it. She pushed it open. We looked in and I went, whoa. And Emily said, oh my goodness. All of the teachers of the school were in there. It seemed like all, like we could have escaped. And they were standing around these two long tables. And there were balloons in there. And there was all these ribbons hanging all over the place, balloons hanging from the ceiling. And, and they were eating cake. There was this big cake on a table. And one of the teachers was licking the icing with their fingers. And there were these two empty half-gallon cartons of ice cream. And the teachers were laughing. And one of the teachers, it must have been a fifth-grade teacher, was standing on a chair. And people were applauding and laughing. Now I look at it and I say, you know, Maybe it was her birthday. Maybe she just found out she's going to have a baby. But back then, I thought, wait till the principal finds out about this. We're back there doing those dumb worksheets, and they have a big party. And when I said, whoa, and Emily said, oh, my goodness, all the faces turned and looked at us like a coven of witches. Ah! Oh, my pretty, will suck your blood out now. Ah! Mrs. Elliot walked over to us. She wasn't afraid to see me. I mean, surprised, like Bill's in the hallway. But Emily, she said, Emily, 
what are you doing here? And Emily said, <laughs> Warren's dying. What? Warren cut his hand and he has to go to the nurse's office and you weren't here. And I said we couldn't go because we didn't have permission, but they told me I had to come. And so, and so I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mrs. Elliott said, honey, it's okay. It is? Yes. I'll be right there. You go back to class. And she shut the door on us. And we heard more laughing. There was nothing to do but turn around and walk back to the classroom. I said, I can't believe what they do. Emily said, I can't either. She's wiping her eyes. We got back to class. What do you think about Warren? He's dead. No, he was not dead. No, that's not what this story's about. The bleeding had stopped, but he's trying to get us started again. We said, she's coming back. We sat in our chairs. She came back. She called Warren up, sent him down to the nurse's office. He came back with, with a cough drop and a Band-Aid. But here's what I want to tell you guys. The things that happened to you today, when, like when I was seven or when you're nine or 11 or 13 or five, they're important because they make you who you are. They're not in the news, but they're important. And I found that out because a couple of years ago, I went back to Indianapolis to do some school shows. And I was setting up my stuff in the gym where I do all my shows, and this short woman came in. I remember she was short. And it was before school had started. The kids weren't there. She said, Bill? I said, yeah. She said, we're so glad you're here. I said, I'm happy to be here. I actually grew up around here. I said, and she said, I know. I was in your second grade class. My name is Emily. And I remembered all of it. I hadn't thought of it for years. I said, Emily Hornacker? She said, that's not my name anymore. And I thought, that's good. She said, do you have a minute? I said, yeah. And she led me down the hallway, past the office. The kids weren't in school yet. She said, come on in. She came to a door. It said, teacher's lounge, staff only. She opened the door, and the teachers were all in there. And they said, hi. And there were balloons there. And there were donuts. And there was, there was bagels. And there was all kinds of stuff. It was the, she said, we're so happy you're here. We decided to have a party. Emily Hornacker had become a teacher, and I knew why. She became a teacher so she could have a party every day. And that is that. <laughs> that was a great story. Thank you. Bill Harley, storyteller, Grammy winner. You can go to BillHarley.com and find out a lot more. I hope you'll stick around and play some more music for us. Can you play us a song, Bill? Yeah, sure. My dad said, take a walk around the block. Put on your shoes and socks, take a walk around the block. You're driving me crazy, it's got to stop. Get outside and take a walk around the block. I walked out the door, I walked down the street. I said, how to do to everybody I meet? I got home about half past noon. My dad said, you're back too soon. Hi, Dad. Hey, wait a minute, what? How'd you get back so fast? I ran. I said, take a walk around the block. Okay. My dad said, take a walk around the town. Quit hanging around, take a walk around the town. You're driving me crazy with your running around. Get outside and take a walk around the town. 
I walk by the stores, I walk by the school, by the post office and the swimming pool. I got home about half past one. My dad said, you can't be done. I'm back. Wait a minute. What? Did you run? Um, just once. When was that? Um, the whole time. <laughs> My dad said, Take a walk around the land. Man, oh man, take a walk around the land. You're driving me crazy and I can't stand it. Get outside and take a walk around the land. I walked to the mountains, I walked to the shore. I walked through the desert, I walked a little more. I got home about half past two. My dad said, you cannot be too. I'm back. You did not walk around the land. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. 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 No, I didn't. Yes, you did. What? My dad said, take a walk around the earth. Things are getting worse. Take a walk around the earth. You're driving me crazy and my head hurts. Get outside and take a walk around the earth. I walked through Asia and Europe too. From two come carry to Timbuktu. I got home about half past three. My dad said, no, it cannot be. I'm back. You did not walk around the earth. Yes, I did. The elephants were fine. They were great. That's enough of that. So are the anacondas. I said, that's enough. So are the penguins. That's enough. So are the polar bears. That's enough. So is Mount Everest. That's enough. My dad said, take a walk around the moon. Don't come back soon. Take a walk around the moon. You're driving me crazy, crazy as a loon. Get outside and take a walk around the moon. Walk past the clouds, I walked by the sky. I sat on moon, I watched Earth rise. I got home about half past four. My dad said, what are you here for? I'm back. You did not walk around the moon. Yes, I did. No, you didn't, it's impossible. No, it's not, Dad. Other people have been around the moon. Not some kid in sneakers. It's impossible. No, Dad, it's not impossible because it's possible. What? Yeah. See, if you can do it, it's possible. If you can't do it, it's impossible. So you do something that's possible and not impossible. I did it so it's possible. It can't be impossible and possible at the same time. That would be impossible. So it's possible and not impossible. I did it. <sighs> dad, what? Can I have a cookie? <laughs> my dad said, take a walk around space. Get out of my face. Take a walk through space. Driving me crazy, run around a place. Get outside and take a walk through space. I walk by Mercury and walk by Mars. I walk by comets, I walk by stars. I got home about half past ten. My dad said, Where have you been? Well, Dad, I was in outer space. You know, I can't go to outer space and come back in an hour. That would be impossible. Yeah, okay. Hey, Dad, what? Can I have a cookie now? No, it's late. It's bedtime. No, Dad, it's not bedtime. It's cookie time. No, it's late. It's bedtime. No, it's impossible. It can't be bedtime yet. What? Yeah, because you haven't had cookie time yet. You can't have cookie time after bedtime. That would be impossible because you can't eat the cookie when you're asleep. So you have to have cookie time before bedtime, bedtime after cookie time. So you have a cookie time, you eat the cookie, then you go to bed. See? <sighs> Can I have a cookie? Take the cookie. I love you, Dad. I love you, too. Yay! Yay! Have mud all over them. Would you mind taking them off? Oh, sure. I'm sorry. Just let me undo them right here, and then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Oh, smell is from your socks. Not these socks. I don't think so. Bill, how long have you been wearing them? Oh, four days, I guess. Maybe. Four four days. Days. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait,
wait a second. Think of these socks. These are black socks. Black socks never get dirty. What? Black socks, they never get dirty. The longer you wear them, the stronger they get. Sometimes I think I should wash them, but something inside me keeps saying, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Black socks, they never get dirty. The longer you wear them, the stronger they get. Sometimes I think I should wash them, but something inside me keeps saying, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Our guest today is Bill Harley, comedian, storyteller, author, singer, songwriter. Is there anything the man doesn't do? We're going to find out more after the break. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour radio show is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token Ibis, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Bill Harley with us on the show today. Coming from his studio, we're in our studio, and the kids are on Zoom. Great to have everybody here with us today. We would really love to talk with you a little bit, Bill, about all the different things that you do, all the different things that you've been, you know, in, in studying and researching about you, you've, you've written so many books and you've won the Grammy twice and you've been married a really long time to a super nice lady and you've just been a huge influence on kids' lives for, I mean, I hate to tell you this, but for like decades now. I've been doing this for 40 years. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. When did you first start playing your music? Well, when I was a kid, I took piano lessons when I was in elementary school. Those piano lessons where it's like, did you practice today? That kind of stuff. Um, and so uh, I learned something about music then. And when I was in junior high school and high school, I played trumpet. But then at the end of high school, I started to play piano again. And when I went to college, that was when I got a guitar. My freshman year in college, I got a guitar. And I immediately started to write songs when I was doing that. Um, and so I was performing and I had I played in a band. I played in a rock and roll band when I was in college. But I also started to perform and I also started uh, to, to sing with kids and families. My friends and I, one of them is Debbie, my wife, uh, started a... Uh, a day camp for kids and I was the guy at the end of the day when everybody was sick of the kids and the kids were sick of the counselors they'd say go see Bill and so for uh, the last 25 minutes of the day um, I would sing some songs there would be a dozen songs that I taught everybody that we would sing and I had two or three stories so that was when I really started to get interested in what happens when you tell a story or when you sing a song with with people that are that are with together you know um, and I didn't do it right away for a job, I, but, I, but I always performed. How many kids do you have, and if you do, how many? Yeah, I have uh, two sons, 
um, and they're both grown. They're in their 30s. Their names are Noah and Dylan, and um, they both play music. They're both songwriters, uh, and they they write. They're really good songwriters, but they do other things for work. Uh, my older son Noah is a translator. He translates books from German and Spanish into English. And my younger son uh, Dylan has done a bunch of different things, but he's an arborist now. He works he works with trees, and uh, so that's. Uh, but they also they play music. So and when they were growing up, you know, my job was a little bit weird, but at least they understood it. It was like, and they would, you know, their friends would say, "Oh my gosh, you're, you're dad's Bill Harley," and they were like, "He's just a dad, really." <laughs> but at least they understood what I did. Sometimes, you know. Parents go to work and kids are like, I don't know. They just kind of go out there. I don't know what they do. And then they come home again. But my kids knew what my kids knew what I did, you know, because they heard about it from their friends. In a sea of children's artists who write songs and write books, how do you feel that you make yourself uh, unique? And how do you come up with titles for books? Almost every time I write a book, I have a fight with with the publisher about what they want to call the book and what I want to call the book, and I usually lose because they the marketing of the book is very important. But a long time ago, when I started to perform, I went to work with a director, and uh, he looked at my work because I felt like I wasn't good enough, and he said, "Well, you're not a virtuoso, you know." And he said, "That's okay." He said, "Your job is not to be the best. Your job is to be the only." You have to find a way to say things in a way that's unique to you. Um, and you need to develop your skills so that you can say those things that you want to say. And when you do those things, then you'll find your voice, which is the way you say things in a way that nobody else does. And there's people who have you know, a bigger vocabulary than I do, or they're better singers, or they're better guitar players, or... Um, they're better at plotting, like all those things. There's always somebody that's better than you at one thing, but there's not really anybody that's better than I am at being me. We're talking with Bill Harley. He is a singer, storyteller, songwriter, novelist, funny guy, and here he is. I'm desperate. I'll do anything. <laughs> He'll do it all. And here he is on the Children's Hour, and he's in his studio. We're in ours, and the kids are on Zoom. Bill, will you play one more song for us? Yeah, sure. I've got a sister, she is nine. She likes to argue all the time. What's more, unfortunately, she I, likes to argue most with me. If I say black, then she says, white. If I say day, then she says, night. My mom says, why can't you agree? I say, it's her fault. Don't blame me. Is not, is to, is not, is not, is to, is to, is not, is not, is not, is not, is to, is to, is to, huh. No matter what I say or do, it seems that I just can't get through. I tell her something's wrong with you. She never sees my point of view. I yell it loud so she can hear. I yell it loud into her ear. I could yell all day and night. She won't see what I say is right, is not, is to, is not, is not, is to, is to, is not, is not, is not, is not, is to, is to, is to. One day, I guess we went too far when we were yelling in the car. When we got home, my mother said the two of you go right to bed. From my room I heard her call, my sister talking through the wall. It's all your fault, we're stuck inside. Here we go again, I cried. Is not, is to, 
is not is not is two is two is not is not is not is not is two is two is two. My mom said, "You two drive me bats." I said, "Go tell my sister that." She said, "No, it takes both of you to argue just the way you do. If you won't listen, you are bound to watch your fight go round and round. Instead of saying is not is two, why don't you both say something new?" Fine. Uh huh. All right. Thank you. Yay. Bill Harley on the Children's Hour. Thank you for being with us, Bill Harley. Learn a lot more about him at BillHarley.com. And we're going to play a little more from recorded Bill Harley. This one is a sing-along. Won't you sing along with us? Hmm. You know you're a little bit nervous, aren't you? It's all right. We'll get through this. From early in the morning to when the stars all shine, I've got a song in this head of mine. Sometimes I sing it softly. Sometimes right out loud Sometimes when I'm all alone Sometimes in a crowd I like to sing Open up my mouth The song comes out I raise my voice Make a joyful noise and sing now I got a part for you It's very simple It's so simple there aren't even any words They're just sounds it's so simple that even an adult can sing it I know that sounds funny, but I want to tell you I've noticed something. That if you ask a bunch of kids who here can sing, they all raise their hand. See, there you go, you know? You ask a bunch of 45-year-olds who here can sing, they don't raise their hands. What's that about, you know? They forgot how. I don't know why, you know? Or they sing in the car with their windows rolled up and nobody's watching. Like, actually, you see them drive, driving down the road, right? So I said, maybe the parts are just too hard for them. So what if I came up with a real simple part that even an adult could sing? So I, I came up with a part I think you guys can handle. I sing, I like to sing. You go, la, 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 that's all I want. Right? I don't even, yeah, I don't even care if it's in tune. I don't really care, all right? So let's try that, all right? I like to sing. That was excellent. Most excellent. Okay, as a matter of fact, it was so good, we'll move on to the second lesson in singing recovery, all right? We'll add a little rhythm just to kind of make it a work song, right? You go, la, 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 and then go, huh, I like to sing, la, 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 la. That's very cool, all right. Open up my mouth, the song comes out, I raise my voice. Yeah, I wanted you to sing on that too. <laughs> right there. I know you were afraid to sing. You're, some of you were thinking about singing, weren't you? You thought, oh, maybe I'm supposed to sing, but maybe I better not, because what if I sang and I wasn't supposed to? They'll probably kick me out or something. Okay. I raise my voice. La, 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 la. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Make a joyful noise and sing. Well, when I was a baby on my mama's knee, everybody worried what was wrong with me? Cause I would scream my head off 
do it all day long. But I was only practicing my little baby song. I like to sing. <laughs> because open up and let some song come out. I raise my voice. Make a joyful noise and sing. Well, I've got some vocal cords. I've got a pair of lungs. I've got a great big mouth. That's where I keep my tongue. They all work together when I tell them to. Cause there's nothing I like better than to sing this song for you. I like to sing. Open up my mouth, the song comes out. I raise my voice. Make a joyful noise and sing. Okay, we got one more verse in chorus, and now we're gonna do a little test. A little non-standardized test for the adults. Goodness knows there's enough testing for children. I think we need, need to do some more testing for adults, don't you think? All right? So, kids, all right, the first time we come to the La La La's trip, please, please, just try to be quiet for once in your life and let the adults sing, okay? All right? And let's see how they do. And then on the second La La La's, adults, could you please try to be quiet for once in your life and we'll see how the kids do, okay? But there's no poking of the children, I'm sorry. All right. I know, what's the point? All right. Okay. Is that enough directions for you? It's enough directions for me. Glad you're doing it. Here we go. Well, every creature's got a song, listen, you will hear. Whales out on the ocean, mosquitoes in your ear. Coyotes in the canyon, dolphins in the sea. Hootin', howlin', buzzin', growlin', one big symphony. They like to sing. Whoa! That was great. Okay, kids. Open up their mouths, a song comes out, they raise their voice. <laughs> Make a joyful noise and sing. Everybody, they like to sing. Open up their mouths, a song comes out, they raise their voice. Make a joyful noise and sing. That's award-winning storyteller, Grammy-winning singer, songwriter, and author, Bill Harley. And you can learn a lot more about him at BillHarley.com. We're going to go out with one more. This is from a super fun CD by Bill Harley and Keith Munslow, also a funny guy. The CD's called It's Not Fair to Me. This is Swimming. We'll catch you next time for another edition of the Children's Hour. When the pavement burns and soles of my feet Temperatures rising and I can't take the heat Don't you know There's a place I like to go when the sun is climbing high in the sky No shade around and I think I might die There's a place Puts a smile on my face Talking about swimming Swimming in the water
of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation. Our show is written by Katie Stone, with help from all of us and the kids' crew. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Bill Harley for being with us on the show today. You can learn more about him at billharley.com. Find his books or CDs in your local library. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast, or at patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music is written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by the Children's Hour Incorporated and the Public Radio Exchange, PRX, and the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.